0: If I asked you if you've given God full control over your life, would you be able to say yes? In a world where everything around you points to individualism, can you say that you've given God the reins of your life to the fullest extent? On this episode of the Competing for Christ podcast, we're talking with Mark Ridgely, former NFL and collegiate football coach. Mark has coached at a couple of different places, but most recently coached with the Los Angeles Chargers for a number of years, and we talked with Mark about his coaching career and life as a Christian in sports, and we really focused today on giving God the reins of our lives. This is something that Mark is definitely passionate about, and as you will soon find out, and this subject is so difficult for everyone in this world, as most of us, especially myself, like to keep control over what goes on in our world. In all actuality, Jesus says in the book of John that he is the vine and we are the branches, meaning that we must give him control so that we can have life and abide in him. Mark brings so much knowledge as you'll soon find out. And I know that you, as you listen, you'll be inspired to give God control of your athletic career, your relationships maybe your job, and anything else in your life. Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today we are talking with Mark Ridgely. Mark, thank you so much for coming on today, sir. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, Ken. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, I know we've, we've talked previously and you have had quite an unbelievable, uh, journey to get to where you are now and, you know, throughout your career as a coach. Uh, but I wanted to start off right off the bat with a pretty hard hitting question. I should say, uh, how has Christ affected your life and your career in sports?
1: Uh, that seems like a short question that's probably going to get a long answer. Um, <laughs> I think for me personally, it's kind of come in waves. Um, Obviously, when I was younger, sports, uh, to me, were something that I was heavily involved in. Uh, Baseball, basketball, football, mainly growing up. Uh, I finished high school, um, did not play any sports after that. But that's kind of where I believe that Jesus first entered my life in regards to that. Uh, One of the camps that I attended when I was young was called Summer's Best Two Weeks. It was a church camp but it was a lot of sports affiliation with it. Um, And that was kind of my first intro to draw the parallels between the two. I think like most people, when you first are introduced to religion, um, especially Christianity, uh, most of us are introduced from our parents or grandparents perhaps taking us to church. Uh, So with that being said, that's kind of the same way I grew up as far as in the church, but then I also had school and sports that to me weren't all tied together. Um going through a church camp like that, uh, at eight, nine, ten years old, you start to see that, hey, you know, God is everywhere around us, uh, Jesus is as well. Um, and why do we do what we do? We do it to glorify God and all that He has provided for us. So that was kind of where my start began with that. Um, throughout my journey with athletics, um I got to be honest. I'm five ten. I was probably 140 pounds all through high school. Not very big, not super athletic. But to me, there was something about a mindset, and then again, just the, the spirit within me that God that God has blessed me with that I've been able to use, you know, to overcome adversity, to, to persevere through things that become challenging at times. Um, I think t- in today's world, we look around and we often get caught in comparisons. Well, that happens a lot, you know, when we're younger too um just recently getting back involved with youth sports again it's been an eye opener to me um i didn't realize how much pressures anxieties expectations are being placed on kids in today's world um and that's not just athletics that's in sports um uh, social activities whatever it may be so in regards to all that uh, i'm here now to you know kind of give back uh, Solutions or just find answers for these children so that hey, you know, you don't have to do this on your own You're not alone through this and God can help you through this stuff no matter how hard or how daunting your task may be So that's kind of the early part of my journey as far as where uh, you know My faith was involved and where Jesus was involved specifically as a as a youth Um, As I got older I attended University of Pittsburgh in college um, I made a, one of the toughest decisions in my life as far as, hey, do you want to keep playing football or do you want to go and pursue something else? Um, it was something I prayed about, something that you know I just kind of leaned on my faith with and something said, hey, uh, your playing time is done now, which I was okay with, but it was also, hey, I have something better in store for you. Um, so I had an opportunity to go and work on the equipment staff at the University of Pittsburgh with their football team. And I believe I shared this story with you uh, in a prior, prior conversation, but one of the things that amazed me was coming from a small school in a small town, you get to you know a Division one program, and you're looking around, and you're like, wow, these guys are big, these guys are fast, and uh, this is a different animal as far as the sport. Um, but it was exciting, you know, being around that, being around the athletes, getting a chance to travel, um, just seeing how big and how popular that was. Again, coming from a small school, um, totally out of my uh, just – comprehension as far as hey, this is how these things work at this level. Um so I was fortunate enough to work four years of uh, my undergrad there and then two years as a graduate assistant. So six years in total. Um I've been blessed. Um I think when I look back on my career, especially in my younger years, I was surrounded with so many good people, um, and not just good people, but good Christians as well. And that was one of the things that as I got through my early teen years and into my later teen years and into college, um, as most people do, you know, you go through kind of this growth or uh, this maturation process of who do I want to be and where am I going? Um, but I looked around and, a lot of the guys on the team, um, coaches that I work with, you know, they they were also uh, practicing Christians, which is encouraging. You know, I think sometimes we feel like, hey, we're on this journey alone. Yet, you don't even know until you talk to people or until you attend a church how many people are are walking this journey with you. Um, so that was kind of neat for me to see that. I remember, you know, day before the game, Friday nights we'd have chapel right after our meetings, and just the coaches that were in there, the players that were in there, the messages that were shared. So. It looked a little different um, from what I was used to as far as growing up. But in the scheme of things, it was all all the same. The messages that were coming through, I'll tell you what, these pastors and these preachers that would come and speak at these chapels, it was, I don't know if they looked at it like they're 15 minutes or what, but they were on fire and they would come in and they would inspire people. Um, And and that to me was was very eye-opening because I— I don't know how to say this politely, but sometimes when you're young, you're sitting in church and, and a lot of this stuff's going over your head, mainly because, you know, you haven't experienced certain things that would make you see or, or you know, get a message that someone is possibly trying to share. But the messages that they came in um, to those chapels were uh, they were just empowering. They really were. Um, and it was just as motivating to me as, you know, a pregame speech that a coach could give uh, to the team as well. So that was kind of the college years. Um Like I said, I was at the University of Pittsburgh for six years. Um, After that, I went to Central Michigan University for two years. Um, This, to me, is where like each step in this journey. This is where my faith and God truly has shown up and up for me because I hit that crossroads just like I did when I exited uh, high school, as far as you want to play or what do you want to do? Um, and I had that answer answered for me. And then that kind of carried into that next season of my life. Well, the same thing, um, we finished up at the university of Pittsburgh. We had a tough, tough loss to, uh, end the year. We ended up playing a bowl game, won that game. But I was at a point in my life where it was like, hey, if coaching is what you want to do, you need to be able to take the next step. Um, But I didn't see where that opportunity was going to come from. And that opportunity, like I said, obviously came from uh, Central Michigan University. Um, So I went there for two years and things were different there, way different. Um, It's a little bit smaller of a school, uh, totally foreign area. Uh, for myself, I grew up just north of Pittsburgh, so my whole you know, 23, 24 years of my life I had spent in just western Pennsylvania. Uh, so for me myself to get out of that comfort zone, to move somewhere a little bit foreign, I remember I got there in February, too, and there was, I think, about two feet of snow within the first couple of days that we were there, and it was brutally cold winds. And it was just like one of those checks where you know God's like, "Hey, you sure you want to do this?" And I'm like, "Yep, I'm all on board." So, um, those are the little things, you know. When you look at some of the, the the mountains that we climb, you know, you look at this and you're like, "I don't know how I'm going to do this," but you just lean into them um, uh, day by day, and uh, that's kind of how my um, my two seasons were there um, when I left the university of Pittsburgh, we had a pretty good football program rolling. Um, and I can't say the same for central Michigan university, not that they weren't a good program or that we didn't have a chance more or less. It was just different in regards to the players that you're coaching, where these kids are coming from recruiting wise, all of it was new and foreign. We had a brand new staff there. So you're obviously, uh, meet new people, but, uh, something that was comforting to me again was, um, you know, throughout the off season and then even into the season, the head coach was adamant about, hey, we're going to do these Bible chapels. Hey, we're going to do these chapels. And it was just amongst the coaching staff, which that was my first time um, doing it with just the coaching staff. All the chapels that I did at the University of Pittsburgh had just been team affiliated. But this kind of, you know, siphoned our group down a little bit. Um, I believe we had 12 coaches on staff and I want to say almost every single buddy was in there. Um And there's something about that, uh, that, that helps you grow, helps you develop, helps you, you know, look at these other people and and it draws you closer. Um, you hear testimonies of other coaches that are in there, things they've been through personally. Um, and and it's pretty neat. So at Central Michigan, uh, we would have these Bible studies. And again, they were just great for me personally. Um, new place, new people. I, I felt alone, um, oftentimes. And, um, this is to me where I really took a big step in my face. Um, after my first season heading into the second season, uh, we got some news that, Hey, you know, the, the budget was what it was. And, us being graduate assistants, they weren't going to be able to come up with any money for us for the spring or for the summer season uh, when no one was there. Um, and that was hard, hard to to handle, you know, I, we were not being compensated very highly to begin with, let alone to say, hey, you know, you're not even going to be entitled to that for these few months. Um, questions started to come up as far as, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, I don't want to say survive, but, you know, how am I going to make this work um, without going into, you know, boatloads of debt, all these things. So you have all these questions, all these worries, all these concerns. And um, one thing I realized at that time was, hey, pick up your Bible when you're feeling that way. You know, read the Word when you're starting to feel that way the messages that will come through to you, the messages that are spoken just to you, it is unbelievable how those words jump off the page. Um, I still have the Bible to this day. Um, it was just the New Testament, but I sat there and I read, and I came to the conclusion of, well, if I don't have any money, if nothing else, I have time, so why not invest this time with God? And I did, and I read the Bible, and I read it you know, pretty consistently, um, just chapter after chapter after chapter, and it's like, man, this stuff is so good. Man, there's so many promises in here. Uh, You know, like the doubts that I had day by day, they were slowly being alleviated because of God's promise of what he promises us in the Bible. So that to me was a a really big stepping stone in regards to my faith, in regards to, you know, how Jesus has shown up in my career. Um, And I kind of took that with me moving forward. So I ended up uh, finishing out my second season, Uh, graduated um, that following spring with my master's. And I applied to a lot of colleges um, as far as looking for a full time job uh, after the graduate assistant step, um, which is kind of an entry level position. You look to get your own room, uh, coach your own players, go out on the road recruiting. Uh, There's a a dictionary sized book of NCAA rules that you have to follow. And so, all these things within this, you know, you're trying to figure out okay, well, where's my next step, guy? Where's my next step, guy? And I think just from that last summer, you know, persevering through some of that stuff helped me with the next spring. Um, I ended up finishing up at the beginning of May. And I remember, um, you know, I, I couldn't even get a call back from some of these small school, these schools. And these schools are, are not very big schools. Uh, I mean, if I said them now, a lot of people would be like, where's that at? You know, and so a lot of them were small schools, Division two, II, Division three schools in Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. And I don't want to sound like I'm talking above or below, but it was just like, Well, if I can't get a job anywhere, then I probably need to find a new profession. Um, So I moved back home and uh, I had started dating my wife around that time. Um, We were dating long distance. I moved back home. She had finished up uh, her student teaching, so she was kind of in this limbo phase, too. And to be honest, we were just enjoying time together. And that's one thing like, you know, you got to keep this all in perspective. It was like, Hey, we had all this stuff going on, but now we finally get a break, you know, four, six weeks where, Hey, we can just spend some time together, you know, try to catch up on some of this stuff. So that was good for us personally, um, as far as taking the next step. But along that time I uh, moved back, I was living at home with my mom and, um, I literally was cutting grass and painting fences. I'll never forget it. And I was pretty much getting paid by the hour. And it was just like, you know, you got a master's degree, you got a master's degree, like, what are you doing? And for me, there was just something I was like, just be patient, just be still. Um, and sure enough, uh, it was about middle of June. So about six weeks uh, after I left central Michigan, I got a call from one of my best friends that, um, offered me, uh, an entry-level coaching position with San Diego Chargers. Um, this was 2012, uh, heading into that summer. And, um, I told him of course, and that was kind of the call from God as far as, Hey, you know, like I told you, I had you just be patient. You were patient and this is what it is. This is where I need you to go next. Um, so that started a whole new journey again. I thought, you know, moving to Michigan was <laughs> total change of scenery. Um, just being six hour drive away. But then all of a sudden you fly across the country uh, six hours and wow, it's way different out there. Um, Again, a lot of the same issues or concerns that I had, you know, when I was at central Michigan pop up again, it's like, well, you you don't have much money. You're moving to one of the most expensive places, you know, in the country as far as Southern California. Um, I remember going and looking at places I could rent or this or that. And you're just like, wow, like how am I ever going to make it out here? Um, But then, those questions get risen and then you go back and you go back to the source and you just say, Hey guy, like you got me here for a reason. I know you're going to take care of me while I'm here. Um, and I just have to put my trust in that. Um, so that was kind of, uh, the next step for me professionally. Um, when I got out there, one of the best things that ever happened to me was just like, going to training camp. And it was funny because it was similar emotions to what I had at uh pits training camp. The first day I went there, as far as these guys are big, they are fast, they are physical and they are flying around here. Um, but I think some of it for me personally was too, we have these preconceived notions about, Hey, you people of this certain status or fluency, they they must be the certain kind of way. And I could not have been any more wrong about that. Um, I think we see on TV a lot of times as far as, you know, who professional athletes are um, about what's important to them. Um, But those are storylines to me at the end of the day. Those are, Hey, what's going to get people to read this or watch this. You start talking to these guys and you start getting into their, their history and where, why they are where they are and what, why they're doing what they do. And it's pretty eye-opening. Um, my first day of training camp, I remember being out on the practice field, and Antonio Gates walked up to me, and he said, Hey, how you doing? I'm Antonio Gates. And on my job, I would hit the floor because I'm like, Yeah, I know who you are, you know, like <laughs> the first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. And, um, but that really spoke volumes to me as far as, hey, these are the people that God has now surrounded me with, um, as far as people that are masters of their craft, people that are, you know, just so attentive to detail, just so many things about these, these players and these coaches that I never could have imagined or even thought possible um, until I got in it. Um, again, just from my preconceived notions, I got there and it was like, wow. This is impressive that these guys, as good as they are, I remember watching Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates, and it's like these guys, they just show up. They show up at 6 in the morning, and they are dedicated to this craft. And the reason why is because they're competing, and they are competing for Christ in their own way. I think both of them uh, would share their stories as far as you know, how God has been involved with their lives. And so as this journey continued to progress there – I knew going into that year it was a season long internship. I knew nothing was guaranteed past that, but I said, "Hey, if nothing else, I'm going to have a, you know, a great experience with this 6 months." Um we had a tough season. I think we finished 7 and 9 as most teams in the NFL like there's just There's such a small margin of error um, between seven and nine, nine and seven, you know, 10 and six teams, teams that get in the playoffs, teams that don't. Um, And as we know, in professional sports, you know, if you're not winning um, there, that's a quick way to find the door. Uh, So sure enough, uh, the head coach was let go after that season. Um, And you're kind of in this no man's land. Uh, First time going through this as far as, you know, a guy above you was let go. And this is a time where, hey, you just lean on your faith again and trust that, Like, hey, God, if you want me to be here, if you need me to be here, you're going to keep me here. And if another door is to open up somewhere else, that's where that door will open. I was fortunate enough to get held on with the next staff that came in. Um, and I had a similar story about four years later, uh, 2017, uh, where the same thing happened. Um, but throughout that journey, um, just a lot of change happened, but a lot of good happened. Uh, my wife and I were married during that tenure there. Um, also in, in line with that was just like the people that continued to come in and out of my life um, not just coaches. I would say there's more turnover with the players for sure, um, but just different guys that you get a chance to meet and talk to and just hear their stories about where they're from and, you know, um, what they've done to get to where they are. It's it's inspiring. Um, so one thing I do, I look back and, I, you know, we can be our own hardest critics sometimes, but one thing I do is look back and I just say, hey, like, Throughout my time with all these ups and downs, like, did I stay faithful and committed to God? And that doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean that I was without sin uh, by no means. But it was one of those things that like, hey, I consistently devoted time to spending with him. Um, I consistently, you know, would go to chapels, would read my word because there's a lot of ups and downs uh, throughout those seasons, much like life. And that to me was one of the the most appealing or awesome things about coaching at that level was just like this is the best representation of life in and of itself because just like in life we wake up every day we have no idea what's going to happen you go into these games every sunday you know you got your game plan in hand but it's just like uh, the boxing analogy hey you get hit in the face and then let's see how you respond and so that would happen you know some games you go in and they would go play out kind of how you thought they were going to but there was a lot of games you'd go into all of a sudden you'd be up big or you'd be down big and it's hey it's survival mode um so just working through all those ups and downs like i said just all the variables that that occur in one game um it it built some (laughs) steadfastness some perseverance you know you dig to new depths um you you lose heartbreaking games you know and then you win others and so your your joys and your sorrows and everything in between um it's a whole new scale it's a whole new scale um not to mention the the time commitment that's involved with that so you put all this time in uh play do as well. Uh, You're working as a team to to achieve a goal um, and you fall short. And I think that is where it's like, okay, guy, like, all right, we got to get bigger. We got to get better. We got to get stronger. We got to get faster. And I believe that to be true in our own faith as well. Um, It's not all, you know, an escalator or an elevator up. I think everyone that has shared their story and people that you've spoken to can attest to that as far as, Hey, it's, it's stairs up, might be an elevator down. It might be escalator up, and then you might fall off a cliff. And, um, but, but ultimately it's about getting back up, right? It's about getting back up and starting again. Um, I mentioned Philip earlier, one thing that he talked about, um, was now we begin. It was a Latin phrase that he used and he spoke on this, on uh, many of things, but it just was now we begin, now we begin. And it, it was such a, uh, a present mindfulness that was um, inspiring. It really was because so many times we get caught looking back um, or dwelling you know, on, on this mistake, that mistake, every, every wrong step that we took along the way. But if you can kind of have that sense of renewal, that sense of, hey, I'm gonna begin again today, that, to me, parallels perfectly with, you know, the, the second chance that we, we we receive when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives. I mean, you want to talk about a rejuvenation, a rebirth. Um, he gives us that. He gives us that wholeheartedly, and I can attest to that. Um, I've seen it in my life um, just throughout my journey, you know, like those times when you are beaten down and you're battered and literally on the floor in tears crying, saying, God, I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do. Um, his hand has always been extended, and he picks me up off that mat, and, and he keeps keeps us moving forward. So I would encourage people, you know, that anyone that listens to this or hears this, that just, hey, no matter where you are, you know, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. But, like, when you're in those downs and, and you're in, in those places where you feel like you don't have an escape, there's always an answer, and that answer is always going to be – uh, Jesus, it's going to be God and it's going to be the, the word that's in the Bible. So if you're struggling with anything, I would definitely encourage you to, hey, pick up that Bible and read it. Spend some time with God, um, especially in today's world. You know, we get caught up with a lot of the things going around us and it's just like, hey, be still, you know, get back into your roots, uh, get back back into your foundation with this. Um, so in regards to that, that's kind of how God has been present throughout my journey um, and specifically, you know, each and every step of the way. Um, and then the last step of my journey is moving on from football into what's next. And, um, to be honest, I don't know. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, Hey, you want to talk about faith? You want to talk about belief? Um, my first year out was probably the hardest from football because, uh, you know, for 35, five, thirty six years of my life, albeit you have devoted your whole life to this one purpose um and you identify with that a lot um and so i struggled the first year away from it um i miss you know i miss the games i miss the relationships with people probably more than anything Um, i mentioned a few times i've just been so blessed because i've been around so many people um that have just you know giving me good guidance. I feel like God has surrounded me with these people, you know, to help me with wisdom, to just help help me with my perspective, um, or help me with current seasons in life that I'm going through. Um, So stepping away from football, uh, my plan was always to never coach, you know, until I'm 70, it was always, hey, I I wanted uh, some sort of exit strategy because I do feel like my calling on this earth is much bigger than just football. I do feel like, you know, that sport and that avenue gives you a place um to grow the gospel to share the gospel but um it wasn't necessarily where i was at that time Um, so as i'm transitioning into this new phase of my life i have other passions Um, since then i also have two daughters um, who who have become my world and um, i think as i revisit scriptures that i've read over and over and over again once you have children you start to experience and understand the love that um, Shared with us in John three sixteen and throughout the Bible as far as who Jesus was and his love that he had for us Um, and being able to see that in my kids it's just been such a a blessing for me and just such an eye opener as far as like a perspective change and I really truly think that is where like God is able to use situations and circumstances uniquely for yourself he knows the buttons to push on me better than Anybody in this entire world, even myself sometimes, because I think we are quick to say, you know, like my shortcoming or or my pitfall isn't that, that bad or my goods are are good. And it's like, no, 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 no. So he's done this miraculous thing with me uh, recently, as far as like, I can see this stuff in my children, which is beautiful because I like pridefully, obviously when they do something good, I want to take credit for it just like I would on my own, um, in anything I've ever ventured in. But on the flip side of that, if my kids are not behaving well or or upset, whining, this, that or whatever, you're looking at it and you're like, Do I do that? And you gotta be your own hardest critic. Cause I look at that and I say, you know what? You are doing that sometimes. Sometimes I get very impatient, like a lot of people do, and that's childlike behavior. And so that's been a way that God's kind of like shown me some of the flaws that I have in in and of myself um, in a totally different way. Uh, Again, I don't think I would have been able to see some of those in football uh, because everything is so fast paced. Everything's so, you know, uh, results oriented as far as now, 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 where it really was, hey, take a step back and look through it at my lens, which is much broader scope because it's not just a day thing. It's an eternal thing. Thing. Um, and I'm preparing you for that next life um, as far as with eternity. Um, so, that to me is kind of my story in regards to how Jesus has shown up and he showed out consistently throughout that. Um, I'm very grateful and blessed, you know, for the opportunities that I've had. Um, and as I look back, I'm, all, I, I'm probably more thankful for the difficult circumstances that he dealt me or that he gave to me because. Those were the ones that he was like, hey, I want you to learn this about yourself. Hey, I need you to grow in this area of your life because I'm preparing you for what is next. And that to me is as I look back now, um, again, on a little bit of a temporary pause, you're just able to say, hey, this is um, this is pretty remarkable that you work in this way. Um, and and I'm committed. I'm more committed than ever to you know help glorify your name and help share your story because it has been such a part of my life.
0: Wow. Wow! I, I have so many questions to follow up that um, I, first of all, I want to start with, you mentioned, you know, Antonio Gates, Philip Rivers and guys that you have worked with and, and coached and, and done so many great things with throughout your career. What I, 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 I want to phrase this question correctly. Was it harder necessarily to live out your faith, whether it be in the NFL or college? Was there one job that was like necessarily harder than the other ones?
1: Job, like job to me is different than your life as far as your, your, you have your personal life and your professional life. Um, I think each of them have had their own challenges, obviously. Yeah. Um, again, when you're in the coaching realm professionally and you're at a certain position in your career yet you're looking at other people that may be above you or maybe fast tracked um it's the same you know trap that we fall into in life in regards to comparison comparison is the thief of joy like literally if you're going to sit there and look at other people and their circumstances and their situations um you're it's going to be a hard time for you to have much joy in and of yourself um so i think i learned that very early on was like as many people that I, that I could see that were above me per se, I also know that there were literally thousands and ten, probably tens of thousands of coaches that would kill to be in my shoes. And so that was always the humbling part that kind of brought me back, to as far as like, what's your big rush to jump ahead so far? Um, take advantage of this time you have right now. Um, so when you talk about the challenges and the difficulties, that was just one thing. Um, I think when I was younger too, the personal and the professional gets caught up because professionally in my mind, I think it was like, oh, well, if I can reach a certain you know threshold or the certain job, then everything in my life is going to be great. And I'm not going to have any problems. I'm not going to have any issues. And I would say it's probably the exact opposite because the higher you climb on the ladder, obviously there's a lot more at stake. Um, and then, you, you get married, you have children, you have all these other uh, variables that come into play, too. Um, so each step of that journey, you know, presents its own challenges uh, one way or another. I think for me personally, I'll say the hardest part was probably through, you know, my college years. Um, like most uh, people that leave, right, the first time you leave your home, you get, you get all the freedom that you want. Right. And that can be a gift or a curse depending on how you use that. Um and that comes back to discipline. Um that comes back to discipline tremendously. And that's where even being a parent of two young kids now, like I look at how God disciplines us, why he disciplines us, and he disciplines because he loves us. And it's the same reason that I discipline my children as far as like I want to protect them. I want to encourage them. I want to show them how much I love them all within the con- confines of you know a structure or a system. So that to me was the hardest uh, personally. I think professionally, uh, like I mentioned that, that one summer where, you know, you're kind of at a crossroads as far as, Hey, is this job worth it? If you're not going to, you're going to have to do it for free. In essence, that was tough for me. Um, And then uh, there were other times I remember just like specifically where I just kind of yelled out. I, I think about David and Psalms a lot, like yelling and screaming out to God, like, I need your help. Like I need you now more than ever. Um, and I can honestly say I, I did that at the University of Pittsburgh. Like I said, we had a tough end to that season. And I just was kind of stuck in these things where it was like, hey, God, like I need to be moved out of this environment if I'm ever going to you know, grow, in essence. And sure enough, he answered that call, um, I, I believe it was three days later. It was so fast. Um, and then same thing, like I talked about earlier with my story in regards to when I left Central Michigan, it took six weeks until that next calling came. Uh, here I am, I'm going on year three being out and I just keep telling myself, hey, it, the longer the wait, the better the prize, you know, so it's like, or, or the bigger the reward in essence. So um, just continue to be faithful through this. Um, so each of those has been challenging um, in and of themselves. I think our mindset uh, dictates some of that, right? Um, when we experience something new or for the first time, that's often the hardest to overcome or the most daunting or most challenging as you're looking at it, because most people can attest the first step is usually the hardest step to take. Um, But it's all about that faith. It's about that trust and taking that step. Um, And you don't have to climb up that mountain today. You know, it's a gradual process, but can you continually progress um, at a pace and, and, a consistency that's going to benefit you um the fruits of your labor at the end of all that so again i see those kind of as two separate entities um i feel like it comes in waves the goods and the bads because um, probably some of my worst seasons themselves um 2015 we had a rough year i got married that year so that was a good high in my personal life And then 2019, uh, the year prior, we had a great season in 2018. We come into 2019, a lot of expectations, and we're not very good. Um, And some of that, especially at the NFL level, there's so much that goes into just being healthy throughout the course of a season. Um, So it was a little bit of this, a little bit of that, all those things considered. Um, But then my first daughter was born in October of that year. So as difficult as the season was, like personally for me, I held my first shout in my arms for the first time, which is just an unbelievable feeling in and of itself. So like all those things, I think this is as we talk about this too, th- this relates to the fact that like God doesn't just show up, you know, just in your personal life. He doesn't just show up in your professional life. He doesn't just show up in your athletic career, your finances. He's a part of all of this and he wants to be a part of all of this. And it's our job to let him in and let him uh, help us with all these things. Um, he's a good God. He's you No, know, he's a great God. And, and he promises that that he will be good to us. Um, and that's who he is. And he loves us. He loves us unconditionally. And he proved that by giving his son who died on the cross for us. So um, as we look at all these things, the more I think we can just say, hey, God's got it. God's got all this. I think the more peace, the more calm, um, just, just those feelings, um, that push out the fears, anxieties, the worries of what's next. Oh my goodness, this, that, or whatever. Um, I I think that to me is ultimately what this is about is letting him be a a mighty God in all facets and avenues of our lives.
0: Yeah. That's a great point that you just, that you brought up that, um, even though your sports weren't going as as you planned, uh and the seasons weren't going as planned, there were still some major amazing things that have happened in your life through those bad seasons. And I think it just keeps it in perspective, uh keeps sports in perspective because that's not that's not your identity. That's not who you are as a child of God. You are you are who Christ says you are. And Mark, one thing that I really noticed throughout your entire journey is and one thing that you really emphasized was giving God the reins of your life. I feel like you've, you've essentially done that. What have you learned about this and how have you managed to just give God the reins and and control over what you do and everything that you do?
1: For me personally, it's been almost backwards. As I look back again, you can't change the past, but to me, I'm almost like, man, I wish I would have just given everything to him all at once, all up front at the very beginning. Um, I've encountered many of people, like I said, in different walks of their faith throughout my journey. Um, and, and I saw people that had done that. And same thing. He's doing great things in their lives, just like our own. But our human makeup is um, most of us want control, right? We want to have some sort of say in how things work or go. But the reality is nobody knows, you know, nobody knows. Um, we get caught in this trap or this allure of like, well, hey, you know, if I can get all these ducks in order, then everything's going to be great. Well, then all of a sudden you know something travesty tragic things happen they get shaken up and that is the life that we live um but this life isn't uh, about being comfortable you know that's not what this is about so it's all about hey how can we um you know grow from the adversities but then also when things are good continue to just dwell and manifest on that one thing i've learned in my own journey is just like if you don't write those things down if you don't journal those if you don't log those how quickly we forget the goods that were given to us in our lives um yet the bads no matter how little they are it's just bad nobody wants bad no whether it's a a one or a ten of bad nobody wants bad so like those little things you start to dwell on them and then all of a sudden it takes you know the good out of there as well um so giving god you know the reins of my life again for me i talked about hey I kind of did it backwards because it was always incremental for me so starting out as younger age it was like hey guy like if I give you a little bit you know can I get a little bit more and that was kind of the relationship that I had built it was like if you give a mouse a cookie and you know, I was like just keep coming back keep coming back a little bit more a little bit more um until the point where it flipped upside down it's like give him everything. Give him everything you got now. Give him your family. Give him your finances. Give him your your faith like you always have. Just continue to give to him um, and let him work through you. So as far as the reins thing go, as far as like how I've let him steer my life, I've mentioned, you know, kind of my journey and how each one of those crossroads I've come to, um, he's almost walked me down the path that I need to go as far as, you know, shining the light, uh, showing me which way to go. Uh, keeping me in situations when I wanted to get out of them because he knew that, Hey, I need you to go through this. You know, I I need to meld you or mold you in the way that I need to. And this is what I need you to do for me. Um, but when you do that, when you give that up and you get that reward back again, it's encouraging because it's like, okay, like I know in my past, I gave God this and he ended up giving me this as a result. um, and so that's kind of the journey I've been on myself personally as far as, hey, just give it to him because every time he gives it back, uh, it's 10x. It really is. It's more than that, to be honest with you. I mean, think that I could never have imagined, um, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it's it's amazing that you're just like, wow. And that's why to me, like hindsight, I'm like, man, I should have gave him all to this earlier. Maybe things would be better or worse. And I don't believe that's how God works, but I do want to encourage myself and others as well to just like, hey, don't stop short. You know, God is good and he's good in all avenues. So don't say like, hey, like, God, you can take care of all this, but let me hold on to this or you take it. No, no. God, I want you to use me. I want you to uh, whatever I can do to help promote your word help share your will through my testimony, uh, put me there, put me there. And and I've gained enough trust, enough faith, um, over, you know, everything I've been through that, Hey, this is the right course that you're on. Um, and with that being said though, like I also, I'm not naive. I know that, Hey, there are obstacles, hurdles, mountains to climb in the future that I, you know, I could probably not. I probably, I would not be able to handle today currently, but God is preparing me to be able to handle those when those do come, um, because they come in everybody's lives as far as, you know, whether it's sickness, whether it's death, whether it's you know, um, issues with finances, whether it's uh, uh, marriage, parenting. Like, I mean, there are so many things in your life that it's just like you can't hold them all up by yourself. You truly can't. So this is where it's like, hey, God, I can't do this without you. I know I can do everything with you. So that's where I'm going to put my trust at. That's where I'm going to continue to put my trust at. Um, because you showed out, like I said, you showed out over and over and over again. And um, as I share this story with you, like I really hope anyone that listens to this really hears that, like, hey, Take some time to like look back on all the good that God has given you. Again, I, I think we're so quick to dismiss some of that. And it's just like, it's not a scorecard. He's always good. He's always going to come out you know, victorious in this. So like, don't sit there and, and measure your highs and measure your lows and see what the sum of them is at the end of the day. It's just like, hey, he's good in all these things. And even the things that you might not think are good, ask yourself the question, is it my flesh or my, my spirit that doesn't think this good, because more times than not, it's going to be our flesh that says like, hey, this is challenging, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, whatever that may be. But if we can tap into that Holy Spirit, if we can get into our spiritual part of our bodies. It opens up a whole new level as far as hey, you got a lot more in the tank than you ever think that you that you do. Um, and when we're at those points of depletion, I would call it that's when we need to tap into the source of best because he's never ending source and he continues to give us power throughout. So that to me is where it's just like hey, every time things happen like that, go back, go back. You know, do a reevaluation and, and just say is now the time? All of a sudden, God's just going to leave me here? No, he's not going to do that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us he promises us that so that to me is where just like is it me myself is it the thoughts in my head that are creating this reality or this environment or is it uh, or is it the other as far as hey you know i'm away from my faith i'm away from the word i am away from these promises because when i reconnect into those and and others you re-tap into those promises all those things, all those worries, they just kind of dissipate. And uh, that to me is just a constant uh, reminder of, hey, when you start to feel those kind of ways, that's where you need to head. Head back to a source, get your power back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And while you know, you've been sharing this story, I feel like you're pretty content with where you're at right now. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, I think so. This season of my life. um, I don't think I shared this part of the story, but it's, it's been an analogy in essence. Uh, my wife and I lived in California. I lived there for nine years. Uh, we moved down to Florida for two before moving back to Pennsylvania. Um, so after I left Michigan, I was out of the cold for about, you know, 15 years almost. And I gotta be honest, it was nice. I think you told me that you were from Florida as well, and you've made a move up north. So I think you can understand this. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was something about returning home and also about going through a fall season, going through a winter season, going through a spring season where it's just like, wow, like even when it's cold outside, even when there's snow outside, even when you think, hey, you know, like professionally for a long time, not a long time, a year and a half, two years, which felt like an eternity, I was like, you know, like questioning myself like who am i how good of a coach was i this that or whatever you go through this whole cycle of thoughts and then i start to enter a whole new avenue as far as another passion of mine and you're not very good at it and you're like man like how do i get through this and then you realize hey it's just like nature's course as far as you gotta you gotta till soil you gotta plant the seed you gotta water the seed you need sun and you need to repeat that process day after day after day Um, and consistency and time in this world is Undefeated. I mean, you look at what those two things can do in any arena. There is a natural growth curve as far as how these things progress. So as far as content, um, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm ever content. There's always more, right? There's always more to be had. Um, and what that is in my life now, it's different, um, I think, for – a long time I was um, I got content with my professional life, but not necessarily my personal life. And now I've gotten content with my personal life because I've devoted so much time to it, effort and energy. Um, and it hasn't been easy. There's been challenges with it, but there's been a lot of change through that. Through that change comes growth, and that's been something that's kind of helped me stay the course throughout all this. Is hey, you know, look where you were even almost a year ago today, last August when we moved back into the area and you just realize like, wow, I've come a long way in a year, um, continue to, you know, trust this process and, you know, you'll be right back or you'll be right wherever you need, wherever God needs you to be, uh, in regards to this. So like I said, am I content? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. And I, I just think I'm, I'm so fortunate because, I'm getting to do so many things in my life right now um, that I want to do, that I truly want to do. And a lot of that is because of the people that are surrounded by me, my family that we're back close with. Um, All these things, you know, they just kind of all blended together at this perfect timing. Um, But it it also takes a, a perspective to see that. Um, one of my regrets after I finished coaching was I, I was in such a – and I am not I shouldn't say finished. Whenever I got let go, I was in such a rush to like, I got to find something new. I got to find something new. I got to find something new because I was trained in that world as far as, hey, these are the hours you work. These are the schedule you keep, and this is the way that you have success. Um, so I get into the real world or outside of the football world. And I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing. Uh, My wife was pregnant with our second daughter at the time. Uh, My almost four-year-old was uh, one and a half at the time. And I realized, you know, after about three or six months, I'm looking back. I'm like, what are you doing and what are you gaining from this like? accept this for what it is. Like God has granted you this time to just be still and, and enjoy these things in your life right now, because the things that are most important to me as far as my faith in my family, like these things are not guaranteed. Um, one thing that kind of changed my perspective, uh, I lost my stepfather not to uh, about a year and a half ago. And that was another one of those shakeups. I think birth and death are, are two things that um, they don't discriminate, right? Everyone experiences them. And, so to go through something like that, it kind of was a wake up call for me as far as, Hey, what is important in your life? Um, I realized, you know, Hey, I started to stray a little bit as far as you I was chasing, chasing, chasing these earthly or these material things. And it was just like, no, no, no. Who are you at the core? And at my core, uh, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm also a person who loves people. Um, I love my family. I love my friends. Um, and I love new people. I love meeting new people again because everyone has their unique experiences that kind of shapes and molds them. And um, until you really talk to people and, and work with other people that come from different backgrounds, um, we get so narrow-minded in regards to like how the world works and how things should work. And, and everything gets pointed back to us. And that's not why God has us here. God has us here to you know, promote Him um, and use us to do that promoting. Um, and I feel like that's kind of where, where I'm at now with all this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it's so hard to be content in today's world because, you know, <laughs> we have, we're such a, a fast paced society that we want to go on to the next, the next, the next. And I struggle with this so much. Uh, a verse that really stuck out to me was Proverbs 16, three, because, you know, it says that if you dedicate and you give your work to the Lord, he's going to establish your plans. And I I was thinking about this, like, even though your plans probably haven't came to, to what you thought, they were the plans that God wanted you to have. And they're the plans that God obviously made happen. Even though you're an athlete, even though you're a coach and you want to perform or coach, it's okay if you, if you're not, it's okay. Like you can still be content, even though you're not in that season right now.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And like I said, I think that was part of my struggle early on. Um, but I've came to the realization, you alluded to it earlier, it's like, where is your identity tied to? What is your identity tied to? Um, and I think towards the end, it got tied in the football in a way that it wasn't indicative or representative of, of myself um, and that became the measuring stick too, which is, you know, it does God a disservice and it does myself a disservice too, because if you measure yourself on these earthly things, like you're, there's always going to be somebody ahead of you, uh, in this world. Um, and that doesn't matter what you measured in. Um, but if you measure yourself, uh, as God does, as Jesus does, we're all the same, right? And Jesus died on the cross for everybody, not just you, not just me, not just, you know, perfect people, but also the broken people, the sick people, uh, homeless, orphans, widow. I mean, everybody in between, That—that that is a fact. And that to me is, again, it just alludes to how can we, you know, promote that mindset um, because that is an eternal mindset. That is one that is... To me, it, it helps a lot of the issues that that we face right now. I laugh, but I, I talk to uh, people, you know, like there's so much publicity on whether it be the Super Bowl or whether it'd be a championship. But I could go down the street, you know, ask a hundred people, you know, who won the Super Bowl last year, you know, maybe eighty people know, right? Maybe. I don't know. But then you go and say, Hey, who won the Super Bowl two years ago, five years ago? I promise you, people don't know who won the Super Bowl. that, Or those numbers, they, they dropped drastically. And why? Because everything's just fast-paced. It's now, it's now, it's now, and it's always next year. So like, if you won it this year, that's great, but now all of a sudden you got to win another one. And um, that, to me, that's starting at the professional level, but this is the issue where I feel like it's a trickle-down effect is now it's spilling over into college, and now it's obviously spilling over into youth athletics as well, uh, which is a dangerous territory. Um, one of my friends and I, we talk a lot about the pendulum and how it swings um i have no crystal ball but i do hope um that you know the pendulum kind of swings back away from just such the extreme of like now 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 um i think when we get caught up in that world when we get caught up in that mindset like you will never be content not you personally but myself anybody um because it's always the next thing the next thing the next thing and you're never present you're always focused or or trying to find a way to you know do something above and beyond, above and beyond, and there's never any uh, grace. There's never any just, uh, just feeling of hey, you know, like I did something really good because again, why you're looking across the street, you're looking across the cubicle or whatever. And you're saying, Oh, well, this person's here. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Uh, and that to me, that's a formula for burnout. Uh, it's just, it, it truly is. So I, uh, it is my hope and prayers that, you know, we are able to swing this thing back. I, I do think some of this is generational. I think some of this is technological. This is a whole nother avenue of conversation, probably one. I'm not certified to talk on, but I just think with technology, the way everything's expedited now, um, that, that ease and that the access that we have to literally anything at your fingertips, um, we fall into the trap of, hey, this is the way things should be in all avenues of our life. And that's not true. Um, that is shortchanging, again, God, the natural process as far as, hey, what we can do um, when we do things the right way and we do them consistently over time.
0: Mark, I really can't thank you enough for coming on today. I, uh, you know, Sharing your story is just inspiring to me, and I hope it was for a lot of people, but thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Thanks, Ken. I really appreciate you having me on here. This has been uh, a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, I haven't done anything like this, but it uh, just to talk to people again and share your story with others, um, I feel like that's why I'm here, and I feel like that's why God gave me the story that he gave me. So I continue you to keep pushing with this podcast. Uh, There's definitely no doubt in my mind, you have great things on the horizon and I'm excited to continue to tap in and listen and watch these things. Um, And you'll continue to grow throughout this process as well. But keep preaching the word, word, keep sharing the gospel and um, may may the good Lord be with you.
0: For everyone listening to this, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for tuning in today and just listening to the conversation between Mark and I. Uh, I. I know I really enjoyed it and I hope you did too. Please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. Um, Sharing this episode with at least one person is just, it it would mean so much to me. Uh, And if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you. and He's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.